Guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. It's time to go one-on-one with DP. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, here is your host, Derek Pearson. Presented by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday. We did it. We got to the spot where we get to put our feet up a little bit tomorrow, hopefully. I'm um, pondering whether I'm going to go to Grand Island and watch the women's volleyball spring game, but we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Otherwise, lots of work to do, getting ready for things. I want to thank the folks from Beatrice Bakery for making this hour of sports radio happen here on 93.7 The Ticket, 402-464-5685. Start our Hammond text line. Uh, if you want to text in, if you've got questions, comments for our guests today, we have plural, 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 plural. We have two. Uh, Everett Gray will open the first hour, uh, first half of the hour, and then uh, Matt Warner will come in and uh, finish the second half, and we'll talk about uh, you know some of what's going on with basketball, the rules of the game, and engagement, how we live life, and et cetera, because they're both exceptional humans, as well as being successful in what they do. Uh, the Sardis-Heyman video streams are up, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. You can see what's going on, and we thank the folks from uh, uh, from Empire for having it up on the on their big screen. Like and if you listen, if you watch via YouTube or Twitch or Facebook, do a screen grab or take a picture of it and send it to us or post it. Do that for us, please. It's very cool. It was very cool to see Rico's huge noggin on the screen yesterday. My head's not that big. Huge, like Sputnik, like Sputnik. Fantastic. Uh, all that said and done, let's get into it. Let's hit this man's intro, please. Here's a guy that gives them more depth at UNLV, Everett Gray. He brings nine points off the bench for Coach Tarkanian. In less than 20 minutes of play in a game. Here he'll have a chance. Oh, as he goes up for the dunk, Miller takes a piece of the arm. Two. Two on Miller now. Team foul number five. Here's another basketball player with a baseball background. He was a third-round pick. Of the Astros in 87 was Everett Gray. Let's bring him in. Let's bring in Everett Gray 2-3. Number 23. Why'd you wear a 23 jersey number, Ev? Um, You know, that's hilarious. I was just, uh, they just gave me the number. (laughs) I didn't even get a chance to pick my uniform. So Larry Chin... The um, equipment manager, which he is still there, he, he, 
Um, he gave me the number 23, and uh, I just rolled with it. I didn't really – I'm not not big into numbers. I don't care. I just want to play. But he gave me number 23, and I don't think anyone has worn 23 since I've, I've left UNLV. Well, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense because, I mean, you have a park named after you, so who needs to carry mm-hmm. that burden, right? That's a lot of not a lot of pressure to live up to number twenty three, <laughs> you know at UNLV. So you know, you know, I don't want to. Well, no shoes are tough, PP. And, and Rico, your head is big. You can't even wear a hat. What the hell is going on here? You got to wear button up shirts. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. You look. I met you once. I know you're not talking about big heads. Oh, that's... I can wear a hat, though, Rico. I can, I can wear, wear a hat. hat. They don't. They don't have a size ten. <laughs> what is happening? What did I do to deserve this? <laughs> ah, you said you got a ten. <laughs> Rude. Both oh, you with your bald hey, heads. You remember those helmets? Some green dots are they don't even the color don't even match. Both you with your with, your with your milk dud heads. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, oh, he had the special the one with the bubble ears. Because he couldn't get the yeah. rest of the head in. Oh, I'm about to leave. <laughs> <laughs> hey Ev, it's it's so first of all, man. So have you, like, when you got the park named after you, did you sit on the bench and just kind of went, "Wow, this is this is this is really happening"? Yeah, so it's a part of the park, and with the bench, um, with the bench in my name, that's never gonna you know never go away. Um, it was actually pretty cool, and to have my daughter, at least one of my daughters, there. You know, we, her and I sat there after everybody left, and we kind of like, kind of looked at each other like, "Dad, you have a part of a park, and you have a bench where one of your quotes that's going to be there forever, and I can bring my kids." And that was the cool part when she said that. So, let, um, let, I wasn't expecting it. And then here's the crazy part: the person that set all this up and said that should do it was Corey Benjamin, that played for the Bulls, and uh, B. Russ. Um, Brian Russell played for the Jazz and Lakers and Denver, I believe. And um, it was pretty cool in our little small town, and, and I was uh, pretty happy that they gave me that honor. Let's let's talk about the two daughters, because some folks have heard the stories, some have not. We've had them both on the station. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about your two daughters. Let's start with the eldest. Um, Jordan, Jordan, uh, Jordan Mattias now. Uh, she's um, she got into rugby when she was 14, and she ended up she turned down like 10 D1 offers basketball in the states um, to to play rugby at BYU, and at, at BYU she got in better shape, got her fitness better, and then the U.S. started calling, and she started playing 15 U.S. rugby. And then she trans- transitioned to sevens because she is six foot, six one, and she's all of one ninety, but she can run, mm-hmm. you know. With uh, you know, and and so she controls the middle of the floor in the middle of the field. So um, she um, ended up getting herself in better in better uh, better fitness. Once you get to the, the once you get to the U.S. training facility, it's it's incredible uh, what they have in Chula Vista. California, and then you know her fitness got better, and she got faster, and then she ended up playing in a she ended up playing in the Olympics this last this last summer, and it was 
cool for her and the opening ceremonies. And the thing is that what she's, you see, I think I sent you some pictures. Um, some of those uh, NBA players know her, who her dad was mm-hmm. because of uh, the team at UNLV. And they were young. Well, who didn't like UNLV back then? So she got some pictures with Katie, Kevin, Kevin. She got some pictures with Kevin, Draymond. And then she ended up meeting Brittany Griner, which that's so sad what she was going through over in, in Russia. And she ended up meeting um, Sue Bird. And I told her, whatever you do, get a picture with Sue Bird. Because I think Sue is like the greatest one. She's like Tom Brady to me. So she ended up getting a picture with, uh, with Sue and she explained, I have to get a picture of you because you're my dad's favorite player. And uh, and it was cool for her. Um, and I'm happy for her. She's probably going to retire DP here in the next next month or so from rugby because she got some um, she got some bang stuff uh, with her hip. And um, and um, but she's fine, and she's probably going to retire in about a month or so. So I don't know that's my how- oldest. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, it, it just hit me. I don't know if I know of many people who won national titles, played professionally, and have, and are Olympic dads or moms. Um, it's it's rare. I'm pretty sure there's some there's some other uh, ex athletes with, with kids that's professional or Olympic. I think the Olympics makes it a little bit harder. Um. For that, but um, you know, you want DP. You know, you want your kids to be better, better than you, and uh, they're way better than me. And uh, when you play for your country, um, I think that's the highest level you can get to. To me, I mean, you can professional athletes. I get it, but um, playing for your country is actually pretty cool. And I've never, I've never done that. Your your son-in-law. Who is your son-in-law? So my son-in-law is Ryan Mattias. Uh, he's been he's been playing professional rugby since he was 21, and now he's 31. And um, he plays for the U.S. 15s, um, so he's uh, been with the U.S. 15s for the last seven years, off and on, and very fast. He's uh, if you want to say if he was football, if you translate over to football, he's like a receiver, a slot receiver with the rugby team. Super fast, and uh, when they have some kids, it's going to be um, <laughs> going to be pretty good. It's going to be pretty good, and he's playing professional rugby right now for the San Diego Legion, and uh, and he's uh, very. I just got back from San Diego, and he's a, such a sweet kid, and love that kid, and he treats my daughter well. Man, bravo to that, and then. Uh, just for grins and giggles, everybody knows here. Uh, everybody here knows how important volleyball is, uh, women's volleyball mm-hmm. sp- specifically. Your daughter, your other daughter, pretty exceptional. Yeah, she's um, she's a she's more like me personality, which is not good. <laughs> um, but she's a very good. Uh, obviously, she's a volleyball player. Went to BYU too. They both went to BYU. Outside hitter. She don't like to be called six three, but she's six two to make her happy. Uh-huh. Um, she's outside. Um, played at BYU. She's BYU all time kills. I don't think it's going to be breaking broken for a while. All time hitting percent, all that good stuff. Um, I think she'll probably go in the Hall of Fame at BYU. Um, 
played there for four years. She had a great run there. They went to the they went to the Sweet Sixteen every year while she was there. They went to the Final Four once. Um, I think they lost to Nebraska her junior year mm-hmm. in Lincoln. Um, I think to go to the Final Four. Yeah. Um, now she's um, she's in Italy. She played one year in, in Korea. Uh, she hated it, but we figured it out. I went over there, and I see why. But she, it was a lot of money, so we're going to make this work. <laughs> so then she's, uh, and then now she's in Italy. She's been in Italy the last five years, and she just signed uh, another year DP outside of uh, Venice uh, to play with a, one of the better teams in the, in the top division in Italy. She was in Milan the last two years of uh, and uh, I went over there, DP. We got to go over there because we went to Lake Como, where all the celebrities live, and it was good times. It's a long story, uh-huh. but, um, <laughs> but yeah, she um, and she plays on the Canadian national team. So now people are probably thinking, why is one in the U.S. and one in Canada? So basically, um, Alexa was born in Calgary. I was with the Seattle SuperSonics. Her mom went up to visit her mom. Alexa came. And uh, she's Canadian, so I have a daughter that's on the Canadian national team volleyball, and I have a another daughter that's on the U.S. rugby team because she she was born in, in Las Vegas where I was in college. Um, I was married in college, so that's oh, why wow. I have one kid as a Canadian and one is a American on two different teams. So Alexa's doing great. Um, I think she wants to play another four years and then you know, ride off in the sunset and then start her life. Cover it all. Cover it all. It's 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 so mm-hmm. unique. Here's the thing, and, and the even the Nebraska coach volleyball coaches talk about it. That the next generation of superstars in collegiate volleyball, women's volleyball, are are, are predominantly the daughters of former NBA guys. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh if you go to a volleyball game, you see just like a who's who walking around, and some people don't realize who they're standing next to. Um, there's a lot of my friends, and, and the crazy part, DP, a lot of these girls, um, they look up to Alexa. I'm not trying to toot her horn, but they actually call me like, hey, man, my daughter always loved watching your daughter play, and she started playing because she saw, because they look like her. You yep. know what I mean? Let's yep. just keep it 100. Yep. Um, they look like her. And um, either if they're, you know, mixed or full, they still see uh, a woman of color. And it's, and I've had a few people say to me, man, my kids start playing because they saw Alexa. And, you know, and Alexa now is being more, now she knows how, what impact she has with kids of color playing volleyball. And that's the cool thing. But you never know who you're going to run into at, um, at a volleyball game. You know, and, you know, me and Larry, Larry Kostoviak said, man, I just saw this guy. I saw that guy. And Larry, you know, obviously Larry has really, he has two good daughters. That's really good. Um, eventually, I think they'll play on the national team. It's, um, it, it, it is a transition, right? That, that this is what's mm-hmm. happening. Uh, we're talking to Evergrey, former UNLV running a rebel NBA, now high school coach and administrator there in Utah. Uh, as well, of course, runs uh, the Salt Lake uh, Rebels out there, the AU Monsters. They travel all over the country and they're doing good work and producing great players. Um, I wanted to get into the NBA playoffs and what's happening. First of all, let's start 
there in Utah? What is going on with the Jazz, and why does it look the way it does? Um, I think it's chemistry problems. Um, I think there's some issues with your two best players. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, if you watch the body language, it um, to me it just seems like something needs to change. And um, and I think Donovan and Rudy uh, are not are not vibing on are on the same page. Um, I don't know if they're built for the the postseason, um, but Donovan needs to play better. And Rudy and Rudy he is what he is. I mean, you know, he's just a rim protector. You know, and and the dunker you just lob it up. But the problem is that. Um, they can't defend. This <laughs> is like, dude, you score what it was. A, they score one sixteen. Mm-hmm. You give up one twenty eight to some. I mean, Brunson's a good player. Didwitty is a good player. But you're doing this with some backups. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that one. And the thing is that um, you can't defend these guys. You might as well. I wish you could throw the talent because you can't. You're not going to advance. Just throw the talent because the next round you probably have to play the winner of Phoenix or. Or New Orleans, but you know, I think Phoenix can beat New Orleans without without uh, Booker. But the problem with the Jazz is this, uh, this chemistry. I just think this is not a good fit. They've been together for a while. Maybe it's time to break these guys up a little bit. Now, who do you take, DP? That's what uh, I'm Rudy asking you. You take, you take Rudy or you take Donovan? I I would take um, Donovan. That just that, that's yeah, just but me. Yeah, look at it this way too, DP. What can you get more? What can you, if you get rid of Donovan, you can probably get more access if you get rid of Donovan. Can you bring in somebody um, that um, you might get two, you might get one or two first round picks, or maybe maybe one with a good player with it? Or what do you get with Rudy? Who wants a, a seven foot kid that can't, he can block shots, but he, everything, everybody, the basketball's changing, you know that. And so, um, can he score if you throw it to him in the post? I don't know. I haven't seen it since he's been here. Well, but, so, but then, then, I'll ask, then I'll ask, here's a, a greater problem to this thing. They don't know if Quinn Snyder comes back. Yeah, that's the rumor, too. Quinn, you know, Quinn is rumored to take, maybe replace, you know, um, Pop or go to the Lakers. That's mm-hmm. what I've been hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a good run. Usually he's been there – Seven eight years, and that's a good run. And every every you know sometimes you need to hear a different voice. Um, and maybe it's time for a different voice. I don't know, but I think they should break it up a little bit. And you're gonna have to pick. Yeah. And I think Donovan, to be honest, there's some there's some rumors going on. DPA, we keep it 100. That you know the social stuff that's going on in Utah a little bit. Mm-hmm. It it bugs him a little bit. Mm-hmm. It irks him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And maybe he was. I was hearing that maybe it's time for he was ready to move on. And um, and he's been great in the community, but I think I heard that he was just getting to him a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. Rico, uh, Rico, Rico's giddy because he's he's been saying for the last two months that Donovan will be a Nick next year, and he's just been losing his mind over it. So. Yeah, that's a possibility, and I can see maybe. I mean, it's a tiny backcourt. You know, Brunson, the thing is that the, the Jazz, when Brunson, when Brunson signed his deal, he needs to send a little bit of money to everybody on the, on the Jazz. <laughs> it's $90 million for four years. <laughs> yeah, because he's actually, he's going to get paid off this series. 
Yeah. And people don't realize, though, Rico and DP, he used to average like 40 in high school. Now, you're not going to do that with Jay Wright at Villanova. He's never had a guy like that. He's a system guy. But he can actually score the ball when he needs to, and you guys start to see it. I'll give you Julius Randle and a first-round pick for Donovan Mitchell. Got to be more than that. <laughs> I was trying to tell him. You're going to have to throw another. You're going to throw another pair in. Um, yeah, I mean the Knicks are starving for a star. I mean the thing is that Donovan needs to shoot a higher percentage in the field. You know, if his shooting percentage is not where it should be, he should be at least in the mid 40s because he's a volume shooter. Um, Rico, he's almost like AI a little bit. Um, he gets 30, but he gets it with 26 shots. That's, you did your job if you're defending him when he does that. He's always like, he shot, I think he shot 42% last night. He was 10 for, I think he was 11 for 21 or 20, something like that. 11, 10 for 21 or something like that. That's actually pretty good for him. But he can't defend. So you're going to have to put him next to somebody that's big that he can defend. Now, Rico, if you had him with, say, Ben Simmons, now you got a problem because Ben can, can defend. Even though, you know, I, I don't know what's going on off the floor with him, but he can actually defend. He needs a bigger guy next to him, i.e., Damon Lillard needs a bigger guy next to him, an yeah. active wing, yeah. that, like a Tatum or a Brown, somebody with some size that can defend. R.J. Barrett, perfect. There you go. Look at him trying. He's there you trying go. so hard. It's going to um, work. It's going it's it's to be it's, perfectly it's, fine. It's, it's going to be an interesting uh, offseason. I think it's going to be a lot of movement. Um, I think um, I think Dallas is going to beat Utah. Yeah. We're going to beat them in five. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think Utah will get out of there. They're in quicksand, and the harder they work, the deeper they fall. And I, 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 I just don't think there's an answer. But another team that is that is in quicksand, look, Kevin Durant and the Nets, look, man, that, that looks like quicksand to me. Yeah, I mean, the, the issues with uh, Kevin Durant and, and uh, they letting the NBA let these guys play. If you notice that, DP and Rico, the NBA is letting these dudes play not and be a little handy. It's almost like the mid-90s a little bit. Yep. And he's getting out, and they're getting handsy. They're letting them beat him up a little bit, and he's not used to that. And I see why the old heads always talk about how soft the NBA is right now. But it's not that soft now, DP. They're letting them play a little bit. And and and, and I think he doesn't – he's uncomfortable. And, too, he has to defend those dudes, too. Those dudes are younger than him, a little bit hungry. Uh-huh. And Brown is very good, man, and – and they're putting the wood to him a little bit. And I've never seen him have two bad games like that in the row. And the other thing, too, DP, that I'm over the Kyrie thing. It's always something. Right. It's Ramadan or. Yeah, you know, whatever it is that day. They stormed the Capitol. The yeah. earth is flat. Yeah. There's always some shit with it. I mean, some stuff with, sorry, some stuff with them. <laughs> and, and it's starting to drive, uh, drive me nuts with them. I would kind of move on from them. Hey, Rico, you can have him with, in the Knicks. Yeah, you can have Kyrie. You no, we're past that. We were going to get Kyrie and KD, and I'm seeing how it's working out. I'm fine. <sighs> I'm fine. I'll take yeah, KD, it's, though. It's, it's, it's interesting, though. It, it's going to be messy. And, and uh, again, uh, the, the way this, this thing is playing out, I do find it interesting that it the Boston-Brooklyn series is more physical than every other series combined. 
I mean, last night the Minnesota game was a little physical, man. Well, but they didn't call I mean, it the same way they called. They, they was on the ground a lot. Yeah, he was on the ground a lot. They did not call that game last night the way they called Boston and Brooklyn. Like it's just I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, look, I, I I think the NBA has an issue. It needs to be careful about its messaging that the way you play eighty the the regular season and the way you play the playoffs are different. And I, they've got to be mm-hmm. careful in the messaging because to say, look, Draymond Green has figured it out. Look, I don't have to waste my time in the regular season with the wear and tear nonsense physicality. I just got to save it for the playoffs. And he just did. And then I think that's a thing. So I, I'll ask you, do the Golden mm-hmm. State Warriors make the Western Conference final? Yes. Yeah. And if you notice last night, um, Draymond was guarding um, – uh, Jokic, uh-huh. right, the big kid from the uh-huh. and he didn't like it. But they let him get a little physical in the post, and sure enough, he didn't like that. I, I like the crazy part. They're doing this with Steph coming off the bench, and that's the cool thing about Steph. He knows he can score anywhere. He's letting Jordan pull. Like, Jordan pull, when he gets his big deal, he needs to send some money to Steph. Oh, yeah. Cause Steph is like, yeah, because Steph is like, Steph is ready to play. Basically, what Steph is saying and, and Steve Kerr saying is like we could beat them with Jordan Poole. I and let's, and let's save, let's save, let's save Steph, and let him keep coming off the bench. I love it, right? And I love it. It's great. I, I, mean, I it's love it. Like a slap to the face to Denver. Yeah. Denver is on the out man a little bit. They've been missing Porter and and Murray, and and they're struggling a little bit because they're down. But I think he's done a good job getting them to this point. Yeah. It, like I said, the, the the mirror is up. The bright lights are up. Folks are really seeing what's going on, and it will change how business is being done next year in the league. All right, Ev, go enjoy the weekend, brother. Appreciate you, man. Good stuff all around. Rico, I'll get you a hat. I'll get one. I'll throw two of them together. <laughs> you know, I thought we were cool. I really did. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh, man. All right, E, talk to you later, brother. <laughs> That's so funny. He's so stupid. Two so two hats together. That Just is hate funny. It here. <laughs> All right, stay tuned to 101. Matt Warner, <laughs> Empire Feds will join us next. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.